So people always ask me all the time, Glenn, do you really believe in the clients you talk about on the air? This is a picture of me. I just have to show it here on my iPad. This is a picture of me. This is our uh, backyard. And, uh, and that is the new product I'm going to talk to you about. Hmm. Uh, and I was using it before I knew they were going to be a client of mine. That's cool. My fireside. Um, it is. Uh, there is something about sitting around the fire at night with your family. Um, we don't share those times anymore. And there is something about a real fire that you can see. And these, my fireside is this beautiful, solid, durable, heavy duty, stainless steel fire pit. And you have, you can choose the, uh, you know, custom sides for it, but you see the fire through it. And that is really important. So, you know, whether you want to see your fire through Let's Go Brandon or the American flag or whatever it is you want, plus 3% of the sales go to Semper Fi and America's Fund. Go to myfireside.com. Breaking news, Pfizer says three doses of their vaccine will improve protection against Omicron. So that's that's good. That's good news, I guess. Just take three of those doses and it won't stop it. It'll protect you. So it'll be a little bit better. So, it, I mean, so you won't feel those flu-like symptoms. That's all you have to do. Just take three of the doses and uh, you won't feel the flu-like symptoms. Okay. Uh, we have more on that because Stu, I just made Stu very angry. He's like, uh, not at all. Not, not at all. <laughs> covering the news well, as usual. Uh, also, I want to talk to you about the banks. Um, the, wow, it's really interesting what City just decided to do. Citibank, it's almost like the Great Reset isn't a hoax. Hmm. The news on what the bank is doing now in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Imagine if you were literally paying somebody, overpaying them, in fact, to come into your home every day and beat you over the head with a club. Believe it or not, that's pretty much what you're doing if you're getting your cell phone service through big mobile companies like Verizon and AT&T because they charge you through the nose. Then they hit you over the head with their woke nonsense and their contributions to evil causes. Uh, you know, like Planned Parenthood. Hey, come on in. Is that you, Big Mobile? Come on in with that big club and beat me over the head. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they're on the same cell towers as all the major carriers. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget. And their 100% U.S.-based customer service support team... <clears throat> provides exceptional service more importantly patriot mobile they share your values and support organizations fighting for religious freedom and constitutional rights so get great service a fraction of the cost and not get clubbed over the head every month uh, by big mobile it's patriotmobile.com slash back or call 972 patriot 972 patriot or patriotmobile.com slash back
Okay, <laughs> I just this is this is going to be really good. Now, uh, Stu, how would you describe what I said? ESG scores were going to mean in the banking industry. Uh, ESG environment. Um, governance, governance and, and social, social justice, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. That's the ESG, what they mm-hmm. stand for. And the basic concept, and I know you go into much more depth on this mm-hmm. in your new book, The Great Reset, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming out in January. But in the I basic, just, I'm looking for a general, what yeah. your take is on that. Basic concept is you, just ha- being a profitable business is not enough. You need mm-hmm. to uh, hit these these standards that make the world better by their view and the esg standard is like basically going to give you a score Mm -hmm. do you do the things that essentially the left Mm -hmm. wants you Mm -hmm. to do with your business or even in your personal life so if you are for example buying a gas guzzler car your esg score would be lower if you're donating to anti-lgbtq causes you would be seen as a, that would be a negative in your ESG mm-hmm, score. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these things would punish you and maybe you would get rejected by banks. Maybe you wouldn't be get the loans, the banking services you need. Mm. Maybe you get higher rates. That's crazy. Is that that's, is that's, that, that's it. That's it. But that's remember, that's crazy. Because I said this about Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch is now posting ESG scores. Your ESG score. Did you know you had one posting it? Posting it. What does that mean, posting? Posting it. it. You go sign into your Merrill Lynch account and you will see your, your ESG, score. ESG score. Oh my God. Based on what you are investing in. Okay. So if you want to, if you want your ESG score to go up, you better reallocate some of the money and get out, out of some of these brown industries. Right. And okay? then you get this thing that goes on where. People now will start lobbying to have positive ESG. This is happening with nuclear mm-hmm. energy right now, right. where they're trying to get uh, nuclear energy to be a good thing for your ESG Because it score. is. Because it is, uh, at least for the environmental part of that, um, and, you know, no emissions and everything. And they want to develop new nuclear energy, but they can't do it until they get this ESG uh, score. this stamp of approval from the ESG masters. Okay, so back in March, I said Merrill Lynch had put this up. And and they were going to use this now to start judging you. Merrill Lynch uh, and Bank of America responded immediately. The fastest response to anything I've ever seen in literally Mm. in anything we've ever done. It was an immediate response. And they said many of our self-directed clients have expressed an interest in implying an ESG lens to investment opportunities. And I'll define ESG lens in a second. But a lot of clients say they want to look at investments that they're considering making and looking at them through the lens of environmental, social and governance information. And this is just to help them assess the opportunities and the risks if they want to. It's completely optional. These ratings are available. Not everybody uses them, but I mean, they have absolute no impact on any individual's credit or the ability to access any of our other services at all. Okay, that was back in March. Now, that's Bank of America. Let me give you this story from Citigroup today in Bloomberg. Citigroup will eventually expect borrowers to have a credible plan for measuring and reducing their carbon footprint as part of the bank's pledge to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions. So they have made a promise to the globe. I promise you. That we're going to we're going to have zero net emissions on all the loans that we make. 
We will not hurt Big Blue. We're not going to do it who loves his heart. So, for them to have no emissions, zero net emissions, that means they can't loan any money out to people who are investing in brown industries. Do you? What's your ESG score? Who are you investing in? Because we can't invest in you if you're investing in anything brown. The firm says they are still formulating plans for how it will go about pulling off its pledge. Chief Executive Officer Jane Frazier said Tuesday at the Wall Street Journal CEO Council Conference, when asked how the firm would respond to natural gra- uh, a natural gas driller looking for a 30-year loan to build infrastructure, Frazier said, well, it'll start with a conversation. Mm-hmm. If they don't have a credible plan and they're not able to come up with targets and metrics and disclosures, then it'll be a shorter conversation. Citigroup's climate plans are a key push for Fraser, who made the pledge to achieve net zero emissions by 2050 on her first day. Fraser was one of the many financiers who uh, descended on Glasgow earlier this year for a climate summit where she called for global leaders to set consistent sustainability standards that would make it easier for clients to invest in green projects. She said her firm isn't a fan of the idea of simply asking clients to dispose of any so-called brown assets, which would just shift the problem to a new owner. She cautioned that banks also have to consider the ramifications of quickly pulling support for carbon-laden industries without any backup plan. If we're shutting down a lot of brown assets in certain communities and then we're not providing alternative employment sources and driving finances into local entrepreneurs and building out the alternatives, this is going to be a very unpleasant and socially unpleasant transition that we all have to go through. Now, we actually don't all have to go through that. No, huh? No, you're deciding you and those of you in Davos. This is the Davos plan. You know, you always say, oh, man, they're all just these great guys going to the ski resort, you know, talk about money and things. And it's great that they're all getting together in Davos. This, the Great Reset, is from Davos. It is the Davos plan. I don't know about you, but I haven't been invited to Davos in quite a long time. Oh, in fact, never. Have you? Your voice isn't being heard in this. You're just going to have to go through that that really socially unpleasant transition that we all have to go through. Because why? Why do we have to go through this? Oh, oh, that's right. Because they've decided. You don't have a say in it. So when they said, you know, we're not going to do this, you know, on loans. It's that that's ridiculous. It's not going to have an effect on anybody. Uh, Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is one step closer now to the Great Reset. This is one step closer to you not being able to get a loan for something you want to do. And if you want to buy a dirty old house, oh my gosh, what are your plans to make sure that that's a greenhouse? What are your plans to make sure that that doesn't take all that oil to heat that house? I mean, we'll help you. You just have to take out a loan you know, to make sure you do all that. Oh, that might be a loan you can't afford. Then maybe you shouldn't have the house. But we can sell it to somebody like BlackRock who has the money. 
And they have the credibility with the bank to be able to turn that into a green, green house. And then you could rent it from them. See how this is working? Hmm. It's, 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 it's insanity. But let me give you this from the New York Times. I love this. Saul Amarova, a Cornell Law School professor whom critics painted as a communist after President Biden picked her for a key banking regular, regulator job. She withdrew from consideration for the post on Tuesday. Mm, in a letter to the White House. That's sad, by hmm? the way. Hmm? That's sad. Is it? Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, because we talk so much about her, and it didn't seem like anybody else knew anything about her. Yeah. I, I don't remember it. Was there was really nobody talking else this. talking about it. This audience uh, by itself basically made this one happen, and thank God it did. Uh, she is, um, well, you just look up some of her hit quotes. Uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to mm. read what the New York Times said about her in a letter to the white house. Ms. Amarova said it was no longer tenable for her to seek the position of comptroller of the currency. Mr. Biden, who said Ms. Amarova had lived the American dream by escaping her birthplace in the former Soviet union. I'm sorry. Did she escape? Did she escape? No, she was over here. On uh, an educational uh, visa, she was over here when the Soviet Union fell. So she didn't escape. In fact, she loved the Soviet Union. She thought it was a pretty great place. Saul would have been, she would have brought invaluable insight and perspective to our important work on behalf of the American people, he said. But unfortunately, from the very beginning of her nomination, Saul was subjected to inappropriate personal attacks that were far beyond the pale. Oh, my gosh. What were some of those personal attacks, Stu? Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I first of all, the New York Times in their tweet about this story, yeah. I think, nailed it. They yeah. said she's a Cornell law professor whom President Biden picked for a key banking regulator job. She's withdrawing bank lobbyists and Republicans painted her as a communist because she was born in the Soviet Union. Yeah, it's xenophobia. It was just because she was born there. Now, it's weird because I don't remember painting Melania Trump as a communist because she was born in the Soviet Union. But yeah, but you thought it. That's a dog whistle, Stu. Really? Yeah, we all thought it. Dog hmm. whistle, dog whistle. I don't remember Melania, thinking Melania, communist! Right? That's what we were no. all thinking. No, we actually yeah. were like, this is an amazing story. A woman yeah. who was born why, in why, the Why Soviet isn't Union. this a big deal? Right. It's an incredible. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. no one seemed mm. to care about it at mm. all, including the New York Times. Well, the New York Times might have had a little bit in their dog whistle racism uh, and xenophobia, you know, they might have thought, well, if Melania is with Donald Trump, of course he has an affinity to Russia because she's a communist. Ms. Amaroma faced months of criticism from Republicans and bank lobbyists who cast her as a threat to the American economy. Lobbyists began to oppose her almost as soon as her nomination was announced, saying she wanted to replace the banking industry's functions with services provided by the Federal Reserve. They pointed to a 2020 paper that she had written about the ways the Fed could use its own digital currency with central bankers that had already begun to consider creating. As comptroller, she would have had to coordinate with bank regulators at the Federal Reserve, but would not have the authority to make changes to the banking system's structure, dummy. Some lobbyists, including the incoming chairman of a group representing community bankers, and the chief executive of another group that focuses on big banks also shared a Wall Street Journal editorial suggesting that Ms. Amarova's Soviet childhood meant she couldn't be trusted. 
Now, I will tell you, I read that Wall Street Journal, and it is her childhood in the Soviet Union that made me go, hmm, can we trust her? She wasn't playing with Lincoln logs. <laughs> they weren't talking about Lincoln over in the Soviet Union. Can we trust her? Because she wasn't playing with a chatty Kathy doll. Oh, no, no. It was a Soviet doll. This is the craziest things I've ever heard. Republicans in, com- in, in Congress mimic the lobbyist criticism, saying Miss Amarova's academic work and her Soviet origins should disqualify her. Yeah, her academic work should have. In exchange, in an exchange that drew gasps from Democrats during Ms. Amarova's hearing before the Senate Banking Committee, Senator John Kennedy, Republican of Louisiana, demanded that he know whether or not Ms. Amarova had ever resigned from a communist youth group that Soviet children were forced to join. I don't know whether to call you professor or comrade, he said, but the Republican opposition would not have mattered had Senate Democrats been united in favor of Ms. Amarova. Her nomination was ultimately doomed by a lack of support from moderates, making her the Biden administration's third high-profile nominee to bow out. Okay, let me ask you this. If your problem came from your Democratic moderates, then she probably isn't a moderate to most Democrats because you only have a few moderates left that you haven't taken out back and shot in the head. Uh, And if it was those moderates, it's really not the xenophobic uh, crazed callings and catcalls from Republicans. It is really, truly, you don't like a moderate candidate. Every candidate you're putting up is saying crazy things like we should close all of the banks and there should only be one bank, the Fed, and the Fed will just open up accounts for everybody and all of the loans and everything can be done by the Federal Reserve. That doesn't sound like a very American idea. And if that is the new America, then I don't want any part of that. And yes, I will fight against a bank monopoly held by our federal government, or worse yet, five private corporations that kind of pose as government. Christmas season is such a great time of the year, and with friends and family coming over to your home, it is the best time of the year to deck out your house. Why stop at the seasonal decor? You know what I'm saying? If you haven't been to blinds.com yet, now is the time to get those new window treatments. With prices cut up to 35% site-wide, blinds.com can make your dream home a reality. And updating the window treatments may seem like a small home, home improvement, but trust me, it makes a huge difference. Upgrade one room or your whole house with huge savings on premium blinds, stylish shades, interior shutters, and a whole lot more. You'll never find any misleading quotes or hidden fees. That's why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. They've got over 40,000 five-star reviews. So whether you do it yourself or let them handle the situation, um, you can just call them. The design consultants are always available to help, and they're free. Blinds.com. Save up to 35% off everything site-wide right now. Blinds.com. 35% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. 
Glenn Beck and Kyle Rittenhouse go one-on-one. Tonight, the real villain of the Rittenhouse story. I actually talked to him, uh, did this interview yesterday. It's going to air tonight. We'll play some clips here in a minute. Um, He's a fascinating guy. And I don't think the guy everybody thinks he is. Everybody thinks he's some sort of a, of a conservative crusader. He's not. He's not. He's a kid. Um, and uh, I think a really decent, nice, nice kid. Uh, but he is a kid, nonetheless. Uh, and I said to him, has justice been served? And he said, yes. I don't think it has. Yeah, I disagree with him on that. Yeah. Yeah. He He should have never been charged. And until that uh, that uh sort of stuff is rectified and what happened to him in the media is rectified. I said the the, so they didn't get you. okay? so you were found uh, not guilty. So justice has been served there. But they're still calling you a racist white supremacist. They're still doing it. The press that ginned this whole thing up until there's justice there, there won't be justice until there's justice with this out of control prosecutor. That thing should have never come to court. Never should have never gone to court. And yet it did. Why? Because the prosecutor is is either somebody who just cares about, you know, his approval ratings or was doing it because the mob said, but it had nothing to do with justice. And that should be corrected. That's when justice will be served. And we should also point out the only reason he was able to do this interview with you not in a jail cell is because of conservative media members who risked their lives uh, to film the footage and luckily caught it all because without that, he'd be in prison for the next 50 years or more. Yeah, I talked to him about that. Without the video coverage of the event and the video coverage in the trial, Do you think you'd be free? Here is answer tonight. Kyle Rittenhouse, one-on-one with me, the real villain of the Rittenhouse story. Tonight, 9 p.m., blazetv.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Holidays are finally here. Christmas is right around the corner. And if you're planning to cook some big meals when your friends and family are over, trust me when I say you are going to want a Rectech. It is great. It's just the best. Whether it's smoking, grilling, or baking, the Rectech is the way to go. Now, you can't take your turkey and put it in the hot oils, you know, and cause some horrible fire where everybody ends up in the hospital. But everything else you can do with your Rectech. Ever since we got one in my home, we have been exploring. Tanya's going to make pizza in the Rectech. It does everything, and everything comes out perfect because it has smart grill technology. Order your grill. It makes a great holiday gift. Order your grill for the holidays now. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech with a Q, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. It is a great griller, smoker, and even baker. Rectech dot com. You can get your Let's Go Brandon holiday socks right now. BlazeSocks.com. You can use the code Glen 20 to save 20%. 
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is the holiday season, and uh, it is time to spend time with your family and friends and reconnect with the things that are important. And we need to reconnect. It's been, you know, we're going on two years of lockdown madness in some states, and uh, we feel further from our family and our friends than I think we ever have. I, I just spent some time with a friend of mine. I was, went over to the house and I said, how long has it been? Two years. I mean, it's these two years have just disappeared on us. Use the time to reconnect and reconnect with the real values. There's a book out called uh, life on Christmas Eve. It's a novel. I told you about it before. Um, and it is a, a book written by one of my writers, the guy who uh, there I have two writers and researchers uh, that are, you know, that's their primary only real job is to write the Wednesday night specials. And uh, Nathan Nipper is one of them. And he takes two weeks to write one of those specials. I, you know, I, I do them every week, but uh, these writers need, you know, need to skip every other one or something. But uh, so Nathan uh, is one of the guys who writes. And if you've ever watched any of our specials and thought, wow, that was really important. He's one of the guys responsible for it. And he's written a book, Life on Christmas Eve, which has been in the works for how long? I mean, <clears throat> as a story over 10 years. <laughs> yeah. How did you how did you find the time to write? Because I work you to the bone. Yeah. How did you find well, time to write this? I wouldn't have. Uh, I actually wrote the first draft of that six years ago and just sort of tinkered with it, you know, over the ensuing mm. six years. Very slow. I'm a slow writer. Uh, you may have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I know. <laughs> so, Not true. So, yeah. Um, first draft was over six years ago, and then... You know, it's just been tell the, with it. tell the story quickly. Now, let me tell you this, because he's a really <laughs> humble guy and he's not going to say, as I told you the last time he was on, um, he'll never bring this up. But he has three kids and uh, they don't have they were born without faces. And so he wrote this book to be able to this is why I ask you to go to Amazon.com right now and get the book Life on Christmas Eve so he can get the surgeries needed uh, for his children to have faces. I understand you got eyebrows. We had to start there. Right. You got to start there. somewhere. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you only got three eyebrows. Yes. Instead of the full six. It's true. It's rare. Yeah. Um, to but have just, that so, problem. But. And it's weird to start with the eyebrows before the eyes. But anyway, go ahead and tell me about life on Christmas Eve. What's the sure. Story? Yeah. Um, life on Christmas Eve is about a 31-year-old small-town woman who finally watches uh, It's a Wonderful Life for the very first time. And shortly after she does, she starts to notice some unusual, weird similarities between a, a few things that happened to her and things that happened in the movie. And so her journey to sort of figure out why these things might be happening uh, leads her to an encounter with a mysterious stranger, we'll say, on, on Christmas Eve. Now, it, d do you mention the pandas that you saved? Uh, don't believe I, I those yeah. were, see he's again he's be being cut. very humble <laughs> Nathan is responsible really single-handedly for getting pandas taken off of the endangered species list uh, he really he's big on pandas so you might say he's a conservative writes for Glenn Beck yeah but he is really big into pandas and this book has nothing to do with that but I just thought maybe if you like pandas you might think ah, you know what what's what's a few bucks going his way for his kids and I also like pandas 
And it's a good book. <laughs> Life on Christmas Eve. So uh, would I see this on Hallmark? Um, believe it or not, as heartwarming as this book is. Yeah. Uh, it's a little. I, it's a little dark, honestly, for them. <laughs> um, probably in, in yeah. a couple spots. Yeah. So, but I also because I've read the book, it also isn't. Uh, now, it's, I could be really harsh. I don't mean to be so harsh because maybe it's just me, but not quite as formulaic as movies on Hallmark are. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I yeah. was sort of trying for that. Yeah, uh, you were trying you know, if you're for gonna, the non-formulaic Christmas. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it works for Hallmark. It does. Uh, but uh, gosh darn it, those movies are so surprising. Even at the my, end of each one. <laughs> my 14-year-old son, the other night, Hallmark Channel is on, and I'm barely paying attention to it. And he actually said, you know, uh, it seems like they really go for quantity over quality. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of the blue. And I, I thought now, it's that was weird because on. your son without eyes or a mouth uh, was watching Hallmark. Well, and you can, you can hear that. it and discern a lot. Oh, okay. From another okay. room. So right. they do have ears. Yes. I mean, that's something you probably should have disclosed. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people who are trying like, to get gosh, sympathy or something. <laughs> what is? What are you trying to do here? Well, we have to be able to communicate. Hey, let's not talk down to him. He is. I don't know if you know this, Stu, but he is the guy who. You remember those Chilean miners that were trapped? Yeah. He dug them out by hand. Really? Yeah. He he's gonna he's gonna deny that, but. That's how humble he is. Wow. I mean, humility is really his big deal. You're sort of like the Forrest Gump of our generation. (laughs) It's like that. And wouldn't you like to own the book written by our real Forrest Gump? Real life Forrest Gump. And and, and my my understanding is correct. That movie was based on the life of Nathan Nipper. Nathan Nipper, the (laughs) life on Christmas Eve uh, novel. And you can get it uh, at Amazon or bookstores anywhere. Last time uh, they ran out of books. They did. They did yeah. run out of books. You have um, books now this time? Yes, but I mean, they actually had to do an for Amazon an emergency uh, paperback edition. Like, really? I, oh, really? I think the the hard copies are almost gone as well, wow. for hardcover. So, well, you know what I don't like about hardcovers? <laughs> What's that? Well, um, the hardcovers remind me about remind me uh, bring flashbacks of the Unabomber to mind. Really? Yeah. That's yeah, it. it's yeah. random. I don't understand. And, well, why. it's a weird thing. I was reading a book when I heard about the first explosion, and okay. uh, so it is. It they give me the willies a little bit. I like soft covers better. But do you know that How he's the guy? That guy? Hmm? Nathan. Nathan was the guy. Caught. He was the neighbor uh, of the first bomb, and uh, he was like, "That seems weird." That guy in that sweatshirt, and he drew up. Remember that sketch? I remember the sketch. Yeah, he drew it up himself. So you're a you're an you, you're a artist as a well. A crime artist. I've been known to draw. Here yeah. And there. Okay. Yeah, a wow. little bit here and there. So how many times has Nathan saved your life? I think that's a question as an audience member you need to ask yourself. And what have you done to thank him? Mm-hmm. Have you thought about <laughs> buying Life on Christmas Eve? That's one way to do it. I think it's the probably the most important way you could. Mm. Everything else seems a little shallow. <laughs> uh, life. <laughs> I mean. He's responsible for the moon land. Well, I'm not going to get into it because it makes him uncomfortable. But Life on Christmas Eve mm. by Nathan Nipper. It's a great holiday read. You can get it everywhere, wherever books are sold. I mean, and, I mean, probably not porn shops. That's true. And they, well, That's they don't sell books. 
I don't know if they sell books. Do they sell books, Nathan? I do not know. Nathan owns yeah. a giant chain of porn yeah. shops across the country. This, that one's probably not helping, right? <laughs> he was the first guy to actually develop a porn yeah, shop. No, it's yeah, true. so uh, anyway. I, I could say definitely that is not that, true. Definitely not true. Life on Christmas Eve. Pick this up at Amazon right now, or we will come back and talk to you more about the things that nathan has done that should make you want to buy this book Mm -hmm. beyond it's a really good book life on christmas eve uh by nathan nipper i'm waiting until you get online still waiting here's another great book that you have to have under the christmas tree for this uh, season if you are a parent or a grandparent you have anybody in your life and i don't honestly some of these are kids kids books but you know, young adult and adult books as well. Don't get excited, Nathan. Um, the Tuttle Twins explain how our economy works. It explains how our republic works, why freedom is so important. These are the books that will prevent your kids from being brainwashed in school. It is really hard because most of us don't know how to teach these things. It's a growing library of resources now from the Tuttle Twins. They have toddlers and children's books that explore the principles of freedom using stories and pictures. They have a free market curriculum with lessons that explore how free markets work. So your kids can understand supply and demand and inflation. Your kid will understand inflation, quite honestly, Better than the Fed will after you read the Tuttle Twins books. Giving these books and curriculum is great for your kids and grandkids, but honestly, it's good for anybody who reads them, and it is essential if we want to save our country. We must know these principles. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the books and the curriculum for all the kids and teenagers in your life. Holiday discount of 40%. Get the workbooks for free. Give your kids and your country the gift of liberty. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Coming up in just a second, we're going to... um, get into the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, special that airs tonight at uh, 9 p.m. on Blaze TV. Uh, you can watch it at 9.30 Eastern on YouTube.com slash Blaze TV. But please become a member and join us at Blaze TV. There's so many great reasons to do it. Uh, one of which is we work really, really hard to bring you relevant information and information that you're not going to find everywhere else. And a and a uh, point of view that you're not going to find everywhere else. And if you find anything that we do, you know, that you get for free of value, join us. Become a member of the family and uh, join us. Help build the network of tomorrow. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. You have a uh, special with Kyle Rittenhouse on tonight. Yeah. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, right after a brand new Stu Does America. Wow. And in uh, that special, you talk to Kyle about how he obviously his entire experience. And you think back to that incident. We just mentioned it. The only reason he's not in prison is because there were conservative journalists, including Blaze TV's own Elijah Schaefer, who was there. Oh, I think Elijah was was incredibly inc- key, incredibly key. He was the first he was the guy who did the only interview with Kyle on the street that before night, the shooting before the shooting yeah and and put a put a different picture i mean when you when you first saw the video even of the actual incident it was of course being reported that he was a white supremacist and he was gun crazy it was elijah's interview 
that really turned that narrative around initially. For instance, li- here's the interview. Listen. This is the buddy's business. What are you guys doing out here? We're protecting from the citizens, and I just got pepper sprayed by a person in the crowd. So you had non-lethal, but you, you didn't respond. We don't have non-lethal. So you guys are full on ready to defend the property. Yes, we are. Now, if I can ask, can you guys step back? Medical, EMS right here. I'm an EMP. This is that clip partially and some other stuff uh, that was shot by Elijah and others, mm-hmm. uh, in the conser- in, mainly in conservative media. Uh, was able to show i mean you should you see he's leaving this interview this this guy who all he wants is attention for his white supremacy leaving the interview to uh to give medical attention to black lives matter right. protesters and <laughs> he know, said, and they attacked him mm. he and elijah said you have you have a weapon and uh kyle says yeah but but it's i don't have non-lethal so in other words they can do whatever they want, but unless my life is in jeopardy, mm-hmm. I'm not using it because mm-hmm. I have only lethal uh, weapons. That shows he's in control of himself and his weapon, and he's not itching for a fight. Yeah, and yeah, I will say, you know, when you, as you're pitching people you know, around the holidays here to think about supporting Blaze TV, a lot of this stuff has happened this year. I mean, think of all the things that have been exposed. Think about... All the stuff that we went through with Afghanistan, the coverage that we had there, not to mention your own uh, charitable efforts to actually remove people from Afghanistan uh, that were American citizens and uh, Christians in danger. Um, but I mean, all of these things, I think, work together in some way. And uh, I, while I think you get really fantastic shows like Studios America on this network, Oof. you also get, uh, I think, b- the uh, the ability to be part of something that is bigger than that. You know, there the pushback on the Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist narrative came solely from places like Blaze TV and other conservative outlets that didn't back down immediately when everyone was calling him a white supremacist. We didn't say, we know he's not. We just said, where's the evidence for this claim? Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you prove this? Wait a minute, we're seeing the video. Where's the evidence that he was targeting people all over the place? He's running away from them. And that sort of stuff was only covered by conservative media for a very long time and i think and still kind of is and still kind of is yeah uh, it is i I tell you we we are making an impact and i say we not meaning just the blaze i mean conservative media they are terrified of us they are they're terrified if they could shut us down today they would but they know they can't now does that mean they're not going to no i think they're going to I think that's a matter of, of time and to see what happens. But the conservative movement is growing stronger and stronger. And I can't even say it's conservative movement. The common sense movement. I'm a conservative, but I'm also a common sense guy. And I, I can live next door to people who have wildly different views than me. But I believe in the Bill of Rights. And that's, that's my movement is the Bill of Rights. The rights of free people to remain free. We can disagree on policies all you want, but not on the rights. That's and look at what's happening. They are um, they're skewing the mainstream media. I don't know if you saw this about the White House having a briefing, several briefings with all of the main anchors and the main uh, news uh, mm. groups uh, to talk to about their coverage of the White House and the economy and COVID. Those guys are all. That's all propaganda. That's all that is. And the American people know it. 
I mean, did you see Bill de Blasio, what, yesterday said he was going to make uh, vaccines mandatory yeah. uh, in for everybody in New York? Yesterday, it was the city council, wasn't it, that said, no, we're not going to do that. The courts shut it down today, yeah. Okay. Um, um, so the courts did it. The courts have been speaking loudly on this, but it looks like they're even losing support from Democrats now in the House and the Senate on the vaccine mandates. They're not even going to get enough Democrats to go on that. That's because you've been allowed to hear another side and not feel so alone. You're not alone. And millions of Americans who may vote differently than you do agree and are starting to wake up. And that's a great thing and a great reason to become part of our team at blazetv.com slash Glenn. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn20. This is the Glenn Beck Program.